We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Clay Lincoln, Todd Zola back on the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast talking pickups and two start starters for the week of August 15th, 2022. Hope you'll join us. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Lord Zola, great to be on with you as always. Uh, coming off, you know, as a Reds fan, a somewhat disappointing Field of Dreams game, but uh, I did love some of the pageantry, I guess you could call it. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. coming out of the corn <laughs> with Senior. That was a cool moment. And, you know, Having Senior a- dropped. Dropped the first toss. Yeah. But that's all right. They had a catch. Yes. Griffey asked if he would have a catch. Uh, regardless of your opinions on have a catch versus <laughs> play catch, uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Although, I got to say, Griffey, yeah, he looked great. He looked better than he did his final year's plan, I thought. Perhaps. Like, I feel like Ken Griffey Jr. could come out and hit 30, but uh, – he just looked better than he did during his White Sox tenure, and they're at the very end with the Reds. Well, yeah, no, yeah, you know, it's good, good to see. I mean, obviously, we forget it now, but you know, he was injured for the latter. Hopefully, he's not a Mike Trout scenario coming up, but he was injured for most of the latter part of his career. Who knows what he would have done had he been able to avoid the injury bug? Yeah, you do got to kind of think about that with Trout and like Buxton and. And even like Acuna, you got to keep that in your head. Like just that reckless abandon in center could could lead to some issues down the road. Well, but fortunately, I do... fortunately, Acuna's in right now, so maybe that'll That's help true. a That's little. True. Maybe we'll see. Just last year's Field of Dreams game was such a oh yeah hitters just haven, and the Reds kind of stunk it up. But credit to Drew Smiley and team, I guess. But uh, had some. Had our free agent pickups last night and had a kind of a big ticket item suddenly come across the wires available. Vaughn Grissom, the latest uh, prospect to get promoted for Atlanta. And they had so much success with with Michael Harris bringing him straight up from AA. They did it with Grissom. And Homer and a steal in his debut, big league debut. Uh, and I a bat com- flip. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, 
I guess combo meal is kind of like an uncool term nowadays. What do you what do is you it, call a why is it uncool? In a home? I don't know. I just saw that on Twitter a while ago. People were trying to come up with a better term. Maybe because uh, the uh, the originators of the combo meal are no longer podcasting, but um, right, Tristan is Tristan, Tristan the one who came Eric. up with combo meal. I don't know if it's Tristan or Eric, but it came from their podcast. Um, but anyway, no, I um, ah, whatever. Um, the problem I have with Grissom, I think everybody at least keeps it in mind. I would hope anyway is where's he going to play in two weeks? You know he doesn't he doesn't have the power to just say you know what he's going to DH because Marcelo Zuna stinks, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, with Albie's coming back in, in probably two weeks, and Swan you know Swanson uh, you know obviously cemented a shortstop. I'm not 100 percent positive that that we're going to get much more than you know another 10 or 12 days out of Grissom. So I don't know that I would be going all in. Well, this point of year, what are you going to go all in on? But I, I, I think we need to keep it in mind that we're not looking at a definite six, six or seven or eight week player. You know, I was excited about Miguel Vargas at this time last week. By Sunday, it became clear that his playing <laughs> time outlook was not what I expected. So I kind of got saved for myself. I actually did try to go all in on Grissom in the stake league. We have zero dollar ad, so I tried to spend my last six on him. He went for thirteen. Uh, but you're right. Like who at this point in the season, who are you going to go all in on? Um, you're right that you know at third base they got Riley and once Albie's I, back, Ozuna, you know, Ozuna has really stunk up the joint as you. Listen. Yeah, Ozuna is the wild card because you could you know you could use Grissom to get Riley off his feet, right? To get Swanson off his feet, and to even even work in Albie's a little bit slower at second base. So there are pathways to get Grissom in the lineup. But, I mean, we were kind of spoiled with the homer. He's not a power guy. I mean, he may develop power, although we said that about Albies when he started, and now he's a, now he's a cleanup hitter, right? Uh, you know, he may develop power, but he's right now more of a high-contact speed running guy than he is the, you know, power source. He just happened to get a hold of one, put it over the monster. It's kind of cool where usually you need to go into the stands to negotiate getting the ball back, they had to go on. They had to go outside the park <laughs> to, uh, to find the first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I like that. I did see I think, that yeah. At least it didn't go in the drink in San Francisco or something. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, that's all. I mean, just it's. I think everybody knows to look at playing time and and, and don't to go overboard. On the other hand, like I mentioned, there are ways to get the bat in the lineup. I think Azuna has about two weeks to prove that he's worthy of an everyday spot, doesn't he? Yeah, because remember they did it without him last year. They were willing to bring him back, despite those you know domestic and, abuse. Yeah, and, and uh, William, could, William Contreras could DH. Yeah, once Darno's Darno should be back this weekend. So the Braves have got a lot of moving parts. But I, I you know, as I was saying, I, I kind of like the idea of having Grissom get Riley off his feet, get Swanson off his feet. Cause those guys have played every game. Literally, literally. Yeah. I mean, well, Swanson and Olsen anyway, I literally played every game. Not that, you know, just not kind of just saying that. Um, so that's kind of uh, not, you know, get him, get him, keep him fresh down the stretch. Yeah. Swanson's been unreal and really Austin Riley has been an MVP candidate. 
yep. the National League. He's been outstanding. So, yeah, I don't really think they need Ozuna's thump or, you know, that middle-of-the-order bat that Ozuna's been in the past. I don't know that they need to you know, force the issue if he's if he's not competing. And no disrespect to uh, Tristan and Eric. I, I'm i not no, saying no, that, that combo meal is uncool. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Maybe it's uh, passe. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's un- I'm, not, I'm thinking, you know, all right, who, who are we Who are being insensitive towards, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to, you know, nowadays you have to, you can't make a joke about that. It's disrespectful. I think people are probably just saying it's passe. We need something cooler. We need something hipper. Uh, that's all. Yeah, that's that was basically the combo. People trying to, on Twitter, come up with another term for a homer and a steal and same game, whatever you want to call it. Vaughn Grissom uh, got that. What do we call it, a Grissom? (laughs) I like that. I mean, to do that in your debut, your big league debut, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, why not? You may be on to something. He made a couple nights. I mean, kind of of running around it. He's been playing mostly shortstop, but he obviously played second base. And he played, made a couple of nice plays, handled himself around the bag very well. So, you know, it's, it's like you mentioned too, Atlanta has got a history. If, 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 if Michael Harris constitutes history, uh, you know, uh, accelerating one person from double A all the way up. And it was out of desperation. I don't think it would have been done had Urias not gotten hurt or Arias not gotten hurt. Tyler Naquin also picked up in the stake league for eight bucks last night. He's uh, he's still kind of a platoon guy, but you know, he's played six, pretty well for the match. Sixteen or twenty? How many? How many teams in the stake league? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Well, you know, f- we, we're familiar. You know, fifteen. to kind of we know we're familiar with it, and there are uh, platoon players that are in a NFBC lineup. So mm-hmm. I can see where in a fourteen-team league, Naquin would be. You know. And 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 one of the things that they're doing too, he's a platoon player, but the uh, the Mets Naquin will come in when there's a right-handed reliever that comes in the game. They, they they're not going to leave the the players necessarily out there the entire game. Naquin upgrades the defense. One of the things you have to watch. So he plays against all righty starters and righty relievers at the end of the game. Good point. Yeah, in a league like this, you know, my outfield's kind of. I'm pretty okay everywhere else, but the outfield's getting a little sketchy. So, yeah, somebody maybe had an injury. I think Naquin needs to be yeah. rostered in this league for sure. Uh, Aaron Savali for six. Daniel Vogelback for six. He's been on and off rosters. I had him rostered in this league at one point. Uh, Nick Gordon for six. Rowan Wick I had a bid in for, but I was I didn't get him. He went for five. I closed out the Field of Dreams game and looks like he's pretty clearly the uh, – Yep. The uh, closer there in Chicago now. Fran Mill Reyes for three. Any hope for Franimil? Fran- oh, I, I mean, is Franimil I mean, on the north side? I suppose, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing to hang your hat on, right? It just has to be that he just can't be that bad, and the roller coaster has to start going up, you know, mm-hmm. after it goes down or whatever the expression would be. That's all. So. Um, you can't say, well, his contact has been good, but it hasn't getting results. No, there's nothing to really hang your hat on other than when he hits the ball, he hits it really hard, and he just has to hit it more. Edward Cabrera for the Miami Marlins picked up, and I saw you tweeting you guys on Edward Cabrera the other day. What do you think? Yeah, what was I? Oh, that's I, yeah, it was, a, it was a dumb joke. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, well, basically, I was saying that I missed biotech because, you know, I missed the salary. I missed the... 
uh, benefits. I miss being able to watch afternoon baseball. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't miss. I couldn't do that before. I get to watch Edgar Cabrera today. Uh, but anyway, um, I've always been, I've always been um, interested just because I have him on a couple of keeper dynasty leagues and he's been hurt. I mean, he, I just, when, every time I watch him, it's more about does he look hurt than anything else? And he looks fine. So I think, you know, the, he's probably in the plans next year. Let's build up some innings down the stretch so that he won't be reins off next year. But, you know, can we expect 130, 140, hopefully? And, you know, the Marlins have shown they can develop young pitching. And I like what I see. Yes. I uh, I got a contingent bid on him here. And, you know, yeah, it's all really about health. When, he, when I've seen him yeah, at the big league level, he's been great. And I think there's another level. I think he's mm-hmm. – I think there's a the – ratchet. he can ratchet the strikeouts out. I think there's another – He's he, some of the torque pitches. He's backing off a bit, get the arm strength up over the winter, regular workout routine. And I think we could possibly see uh, an increase in strikeouts next year. JP Sears, he may be getting an opportunity in Oakland. He went for two. Manuel Margot, that's a James pickup. Kind of sneaky there if you can stash IL players because it seems like he's getting kind of close. Uh, yeah. And. Who are they? Uh, they put um, uh, b- 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 mental uh, mental block, mental block. Um, Pena? No, 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 no. The uh, I, I, Siri, Jose Siri. Oh. So it's it, you know they do have a Jose. They have they're playing Jose Siri, but unless Siri goes goofy, there's still a spot for Margot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Siri was on Houston. Now he's on uh, Tampa Bay. All right, who else got picked up last night of note? Uh, Bryson Stott and the drop was Michael Brantley. Just saw before we came on, Brantley's done for the year, so you'll want to uh, okay. probably cut bait with him. Uh, Ian Kennedy picked up $0. I picked up J.D. Davis. I've been a J.D. Davis apologist. Kind of wanted the Reds to get him just as, like, you know, a throw-in with a prospect. Um, but he's been playing quite a bit with San Francisco and playing well, so I figured – you know, two UT spots. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start him this week. He's been hitting well, as you know. He's a bad defender in San Francisco. I think there's a story about this on Fangraphs. San Francisco likes to, you know, not only do they like to play the platoon game, they like to play the shift game. Hmm. And they've had Davis in some uncomfortable positions in the infield, and he just hasn't. He's not doing it. And Longoria is back, and Davis is still playing. They want, I mean, we hit four home runs in a week. That, that, that'll happen. Um, but because of the defense and the fact he's a right-handed batter, the, the, the caution with Davis is he could fall back into a platoon. Yeah, fair point. Zero dollar ad, so I wasn't, you know, don't have too high hopes, but I uh, did, did add him. Nick Prado, Adrian Sampson. Anybody else on your mind this week as we uh, head into Fab on Sunday? I don't know. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, cater it towards leagues that we're used to the NFBC. I've been, I've been looking into Jose Miranda. I'm not looking into, but I did a piece for ESPN plus insider where I looked at players that have been just crushing the ball since the all-star break and exit velocity, et cetera. Miranda has just been pounding the ball. I know he's available in ESPN type leagues, but I can't imagine maybe he's available some twelves, maybe. But I, I can't imagine he's available in 15s at this point. But I just he's a guy that I've been kind of keying on as far as, you know, when, when people ask, who do you like right now? 
uh, Jose Miranda. I like that call, man. I got him in uh, Tot Wars head-to-head a few weeks ago for uh, 29. So he was still out there in that 12 as of two or three weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that ride. It's been fantastic, really dating back to even before the All-Star break. He's been on a, on a tear. I did pick up Jose Barrero there and a few other leagues. Mm. I was kind of optimistic, but you know, watching the game last night and earlier this week, he just – he gets really exposed on that low and away breaking ball. I just can't lay off it. So I picked him up last week, but I'll probably be a dump in Jose Barrero again. Yeah. Um, he, the, the key with Barrero to me is he wasn't hitting well on the farm. No, he really wasn't. Right. So, I mean, we know that the, the Reds are stockpiling shortstops. Uh, part of it is because Lodolo and the Lodolo, I'm thinking Lodolo looked pretty good last night. Part of it is because Barrero, doesn't look, you know, the prospect shine is pretty much dulled. Um, I think, you know, the Reds will be moving some of those guys off shortstop. They, they like all their prospects, but they're not old enough to drink yet. So it's going to be a while. Um, well, you think that is, uh, who is it? Who's Moustakis? It's kind of a, you know, we're not, it's a vague, vague return from Moustakis. So it's, it's still Barrero, but I mean, once Moustakis is back, Farmer can go back to shortstop. But I think Barrero was shown he's not even going to be a stopgap. Right, at well, least I think the, they want to give him a look, but I just I think the swing and miss is a little too prevalent still. At his yeah, age. I, right, right, and so I don't. I mean, until De La Cruz or whichever, uh, whichever guy sticks it short and is the first one up. Um, I, 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 you know, the the Reds have shown they don't want to get the stopgap. Like the, there's been a couple of guys available. They've shown they don't want to do it. So, interesting, curious to see what they're going to want to do because now that they have a nice little stockpile of young pitching, I don't think you can just, you know, willy nilly at shortstop. You need a, you need a guy there. Yeah. The days of, you know, Gino, you know, moving as Gino Suarez type to short yeah. are hopefully over and uh, putting your guys, your pitchers in that position, hopefully thing of the past for the Reds. But I, I think they're pretty much done with Moose. I think he's, his tenure with the Reds pretty much over. So when he comes back, Maybe DH is a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think with the, they moved Farmer from short, and he was kind of upset about that. He voiced some displeasure about having to move off short, but I think they did that with the thought of giving Barrero a long. Oh, way. absolutely, absolutely. I just don't yeah. know if he can really be a fantasy factor with the playing time Barrero at this stage quite yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did Farmer's, have that two homer game against Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Farmer's job is like the 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 older professional wrestler. His job is to get the young kids over. Um, so <laughs> he, lights. Yeah, he needs you know. Once in a while, you you know you, you you give him a win over over an even more of a jobber. But yeah, I, I think that um, I mean, you know, Farmer did a lot better as the air quote stop gap than I think we all expected, but. There were just so many other op, you know, not Freddie Galvez, but Freddie Galvez types that the Reds could have used over the years. So we're not, we're not going to belabor that anymore. I do think Hunter Green will be a tough call for some uh, managers this weekend. They're saying no surgery, but uh, who knows if a return this season's really uh, going to come. And if he does, maybe a couple of abbreviated starts at the end. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. A tough call if you don't have a couple IL spots. But uh Let's first, before we get into two-star pitchers for next week, let's take a moment to pause and hear a word from our Blue Wire sponsors. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Friday, August 12th edition. Like here with Todd Zolan. We'll look ahead to the week of August 15th, 2022. And I feel like Madison Bumgarner has been on so many of these lists. He must just get shuffled around. Um, doesn't it feel like we've graded Bumgarner like a dozen times this year? Yeah, but not very well. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're probably right. I mean, in San Francisco, they don't have rainouts unto themselves. I just think they sh- I just think it just worked out that they're that they shuffle up their rotation more than rainouts or anything like that. But no, I think, I think you're right. It's probably more so just how it feels. Cause they're always the first team and just for whatever reason. I, see, said, like, I, yeah, I said San Francisco, didn't I? I meant Arizona. Did, I, I'm thinking here's the weird part. I said San Francisco, but I'm thinking Arizona's in a dome, mm-hmm. but yet I said San Francisco. That's that. Don't get old. Don't get old clay. I mean, they shouldn't. Yeah, you're right that they shouldn't have had to move him, <laughs> shuffle him around much. But it's just subjectively in my head. I feel like every well, time it's we not Reno, it's, they have had a bunch of injuries in that rotation, and you know, I think that's been more than anything else. Anyway, Bumgarner does face his former team, the Giants, uh, start the week. Then it's versus St. Louis. So at San Francisco versus St. Louis for Bumgarner. Same for uh, Merrill Kelly. I just don't like what Bumgarner brings to the table. It's just volatile, not a good team. But I, th- I think I'll give him a two. 
So um, too long. I'm giving him a one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving him a one. Yeah, He's, yeah. I mean, the the surprise, really good games are fewer and further between, and and St. Louis can play now. So yeah, I'm going to give him a one. Off the bat, that felt a little high, uh, a little low for me actually. But uh, we maybe I think you're right. May, that that's probably. Too I may make up high. for it with this. I may make up for it with this one though. So Merrill Kelly at San Francisco versus St. Louis. I think I'm going to go three. What are you saying? I'm gonna go four. Yeah, uh, I think he's due for a regression monster game, but until it happens, he's just doing nothing but throwing strikes and getting men out. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been waiting on that regression monster game for Kyle Wright for Atlanta. It's really, I mean, there were a couple small bumps in the road, but the big regression monster game hasn't really come from well, right yet. The Mets didn't the Mets get him for like four homers. But they Did were they? solo shots. So yeah, had you're been, right. Well, had, had there been men on base, uh-huh. that could have been a different story. Uh, good point. Yeah, good, really good point. He only gave up six total, but yeah, four homers could have gotten pretty ugly. That was on August fourth. He had a decent outing August tenth. So against the Red Sox. No, I, I got yeah. to, I got I got to watch in that game, and uh, I mean, it was nice, nice bounce back. You, you don't you like to check out how young guys do after a rough outing like that? Always, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's he, all about. It's adjusting. Yeah, and he he looked he looked fine. Um, I'm trying to remember which of the pitches that he uh, was. A, I don't remember change of the curve, but he kind of went off of his normal routine because something was working, and that impressed me as well. So anyway, absolutely. So I'll give Kyle Wright a f- I think a four, and I think tough, Max Freed a five. Tough matchups. Well, Freed, we got to put an asterisk, right? We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Kyle Wright gets a four, and that's for tough matchups. Home against the Mets, home against Houston. Those yeah, so Freed has still a, a four. He's on the concussion IL. Right. He missed his – he actually now. missed – he scratched for tonight. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah. maybe he gets – maybe he clears. Maybe I mean, I think he, he's clearly a five. Maybe we'll have more information by Sunday night when we when update on site. But for now, people just listen to podcast and um, don't get the site. Why? Why don't you get the site? Get the site. Um, yeah, just keep in mind. Yeah, keep in mind that Freed is currently under per- uh, in percussion. Percussion. Concussion. Yeah, I've been percussed. Concussion protocol. You know, I was at the game where Daniel Castano took that ball off. Ooh. the dome. I was. I've never heard of. Stadium or uh, you know ballpark gasped collectively like that. that was, was that the scary. one that was that was that that was caught? Yeah, yeah, that, it, like That's it so popped weird. in the air. And yeah. I mean, it's like the guys catch it. It's like I got I got to catch this. I got to get them out. But man, my guys, my guy was just crunched. You know, anyway. it's good to see Castano walk off the field. But yeah, he's been on the IL. And yeah, that yeah, was really yeah. scary. CT scan was normal for him. Thank right, goodness. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, that was. I had just like driven from Wisconsin to uh, to Cincinnati that morning, so I was like really like kind of in a fog, but just enjoying the game. And then that happened; it was just like a whoa, yeah, no scary sure. like you know return to reality. Um, Kyle Bradish at Toronto versus Boston. Can't I, I mentioned last week? I picked him up in a keeper league, but I can't see any way you start. I'm going to give him a zero. Absolutely, yeah. But I, 
Yeah, I'm not going to completely give up on him as a prospect. I guess he's probably graduated from prospect status at this point, but right. uh, had a little bit of uh, hype as a prospect. Then Dean Kramer, three six nine ERA, but would you would you take this risk? Um, I I mean, air quote like him better, but it's it's like a minus point five to a minus one. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I got still him not starting him. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm still not starting him. What do you think about Nick Pavetta for your Red Sox at Pittsburgh and at Baltimore? Two pretty, really, pretty, really nice venues. Two really nice pitching venues. Well, Baltimore's no pushover. Well, no, but, but in, that's a good venue to pitch in. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, a joke now, by the way. I've got him as, I guess, in the two range. That's it, huh? Um, he hasn't pitched that well. I mean, he, I lately he just hasn't pitched that well. I, I was late in three, but you're going to say two. I could, I could go three. I, I mean, the rankings say two, but you know it does factor in recent recency bias a little bit. I never know how much to actually include. I, I in my mind, he's probably a three, but the thing with Pavetta though is he's not giving the length that he normally gives. So it's one of those things where when he pitches, you know, when he doesn't pitch well, it's five. When he pitches well, it's seven. There's not a lot in between, you know. True. Um, true. That's kind of been the recurring theme throughout his career. Yeah, but uh, I'm going yeah, to go three. I'm going to stick with two, but eh, maybe that's maybe that's my my Boston speak in there. Well, I, I, how can you, how do you do two in a Boston accent anyway? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, you have to ask. Uh, what's J Lo's Ben Affleck? <laughs> Something like this. Um. Yeah, I like those matches. I'll go three. And then Marcus Stroman for Chicago. But before we talk about Stroman, I just want to say Justin Steele, man. Uh, you kind of were sniffing around and liked him earlier this year. It took a little bit, but uh, struck out nine his last time out and 10 straight, the uh, outing before. So a 19 to 1 K to walk over his last two outings. So yeah. Justin Steele is pretty interesting. Dropped him, and I was able to get him back in a couple places, not everywhere. But in the you know because we keep talking all year long, you know he's not the kind of guy you could have afforded to sit on to to stash. Yeah, you have to churn so, that spot mostly. Yeah, and you know I, I have him back in a couple places, and I kind of like him a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, he's not a two star guy again, but uh, no, at Washington, no. I would probably throw. Oh him yeah, out there yeah, if I had. yeah. I'd be looking to add him if I can. Then Stroman, it's uh, at Washington versus Milwaukee. He's just not an exciting guy to start in fantasy. I'll go with two, though. I get him. To me, he's like a perennial three. You know, it's like yeah, it's like you almost don't even care who he's facing. Just three, but I can see where one might go to. But I'm I, I'm I'm at three. Those matchups are okay. I'll stick two, but I got you down as a three on Marcus Stroman next week. Mike Miner has got to be a zero. Mike Miner with a one and nine record. Sure glad they brought him in to eat innings. Well, you know, I, I, he was one of my uh, draft champion stash. You know, I, I, all right, here, it's, he's a professional pitcher. Let's see. Uh, he was there for the me in past years, but yeah, it's not all the part this year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, he, the matchups aren't terrible, but he is. <laughs> yeah, it's falling apart quickly. Six, two, four ERA and I get one. Well, I, I, I actually did my rankings this time a little bit in advance. I'm looking, he, he, you know, he's 134, 
And you can we'll we'll get to him. You see, you see, Kikuchi is next. That's where that's how hard I've fallen on Kikuchi. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. By the way, we have TJ Zoic penciled in. He got a start for them earlier this week. Got clobbered. So uh, TJ Zoic once threw a uh, no hitter, I think, for AAA Buffalo, but he's averaged like five strikeouts per nine. So it could be a uh, pretty ugly for Zoic against Philly in Great American Ballpark next week. Uh, and then Guardians, Aaron Savali. I mentioned he was picked up in the stake league uh, versus Detroit versus the White Sox, who are not doing much offensively right now. But would you consider Savali? This is a little too high risk for me. I got him as a two, but it's you know it's it's a formulaic ranking. What I would what I need to do. I know he's he he he. he this isn't his first start back. I'd like to check out the innings because I I did I do the innings pretty quickly. To, to, to get I, I want to recheck the innings to see if I've overgraded him in innings if and I have that'll drop him but I'm not as scared about Chicago as you know obviously we were in the past especially with Timmy Anderson out so that's just not that's not you know I don't cringe when I see the White Sox you certainly don't cringe when you see Detroit just pulled up Savali's page just to, to look at his innings and he threw four in his return against Detroit on August 10th also through four against Rochester on August 5th. So maybe I mean, he'll be available for five. If I, if I, you know, I'm pretty sure I have him at, at five for both games. And if he's, if he's ranked where he is now 72nd, I, I trust it. So that, that gives him a two. I'm just not afraid. I like, you know, at home's pretty good. And I like these matchups. I'm, I'm just not afraid of the yeah. White Sox. You I mean, what? the White Sox will lay 12 on you, but, mm. you know, they're not consistently that, you know, then they'll, then they get shot out for a couple of games. They lost Tim Anderson to the IL now. Right. I, I'm going to bump Savali. I had him as a one initially, but I think you're right. You made a good case. I'm going to bump right. him up uh, to a two. Uh, Kyle Freeland at St. Louis and versus San Francisco. Can't do it in any sense. It's a zero. Yeah, this is one of the one of the few weeks, it seemed to me anyway, that Colorado split. It seems to be they've either been all home or all away. They've got a split week this week. No, I'm, I'm going zero for Freeland as well. Johnny Cueto, he have a two nine one ERA. Love to see it. Uh, Dylan Cease is locked in as really one of the best pitchers in the game. He's had the. I saw a tweet yesterday that he's on a run in the American League that hasn't been seen in like a hundred years. Yeah, uh, kind of an underrated, marvelous season for a guy. He wasn't even an All Star somehow. Uh, and then Johnny Cueto has been great too. I kind of like that he's stirring the pot a little bit on the south side and. Questioning the uh, the, the fight, desire. yeah, yeah the, the, fight uh, the fire and desire, yeah. <laughs> was that a tag team once? Fire and desire. Sounds was like there a female? Good. I think it was a female tag team. You know, it was a good tag team. Power and glory. Uh, oh yeah, I forget who it was, but uh, I was watching a random. Tony Romo was Tony. Was Tony? Tony Romo. Roma. Yeah, Tony. Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> yes, Tony Romo. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, back to two-star starters. Cueto versus Houston at Cleveland. He's not going to be a five for me. And actually, I think I'll maybe build in a little regression here and go three. Yeah. yeah but uh, love what he's done this year. You're going three as well. Yeah, with the, the Houston start. Yeah, I'm going three. And then for Detroit, Drew Hutchinson. I assume we're – I mean, we'll just offic- we'll officially give Cease to five. Yeah, that was. Uh, just <laughs> he, 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 he deserves hearing it from us, though. 
Yeah, he's given up one run or fewer in like, I don't know, 15 I'm, straight. Right now, I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. But, you know, but, you know, he's throwing fewer innings than the people that did it 20, 100 years ago. But, yeah, I mean, you got to just pitch to the times. He's, it's fantastic. Drew Hutchinson's Hutchison, not Hutchinson, but Drew Hutchison. Uh, about a league average ERA, but no chance I'd start him. I mean, just oh. it's Drew Hutchison. So yep. it's a zero. Um, Jose Arquiti, is he a five at this point? 11 and four. I know we like to reserve those for the uh, top tier aces. And with that in mind, I think I will go four. I've got him as a three. A um, couple of away matchups. I know we've been talking a lot about the White Sox. It is a, it is a hitter's park, and then Atlanta. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three, but I am going to review him before the final set. He may be. He may fall as a four. I respect that. I got him as a four for now, but I got you down as a three under yeah, KD. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bubich, he's got a 5.02 ERA, but I was starting to to look at him. You know, just doing the last two weeks or last 21 days on certain sites, and um, hasn't been bad. So let's do the little game log calculator. Didn't he have, a, didn't he have a tough outing last time, though? No, he, he only allowed one earned run over five and two thirds okay, against okay. the White Sox. So over his last five, he's got a 2.27 ERA. 104 with 26 to 9 Kato walk over 31 and two thirds. Only one win in that span. And man, wins have been really hard to come by for uh, Bubich on that team. But uh, with the way he's pitching at Minnesota, at Tampa Bay, maybe I'd consider him for one in a league where I'm kind of trying to take a shot. So I'm going to give Bubich a one. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, what I was thinking of with the White Sox, it wasn't so much the runs. He gave up one earned run, but it was three runs. He gave up ten base runners. Hmm. So it's just one of those one of those Fair. one of those outings. But previous to that, he had posted four consecutive quality starts. Hmm. So and and again and and the thing about those is, uh, check out who they were against: Toronto, Tampa, New York, and Boston. He, he he did the, uh, the 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 ALE scan, but quality start against everybody but Baltimore. So you can't you can't say yeah it was against the AL Central or or quality start. Yeah, uh, you can't really say that. Uh, he's been pitching well. He may even be deserving of a two. What mm-hmm. what are the matchups? They are at Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Actually, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give him a two. I have him in the zero range, but I probably have to make some adjustments. Um, Tampa's offense just isn't that good. It's it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, it's not scary. It can it can be good. Um, I'm gonna stick with a one, but it, it in my mind, I think he's a two. Yeah, I just he's been people are, like so people well, listening right? to that and driving off. He's like, aren't you grading off your mind? What do you you know? In my on my on my sheet, he comes out as a one formulaically, but if if we were doing this off the cuff, I'd probably give him a two, which tells me I need to review my sheet. Well, on this show, on this podcast, these grades are a very inexact science. Yeah. So we don't worry too much about it. Uh, but yeah, just with the way Bubich has pitched and those teams you mentioned, at Toronto, home against Tampa Bay, at the Yankees, uh, versus Boston, versus the White Sox, really hasn't let up his last five, and he's pitched well. Yeah, how about, how about that for a – 
you know, luck of the draw sort of thing. Yeah, too, right. You and know? To pitch that well, and I've maligned the Royals coaching staff and their pitching coaching throughout that organization, but suddenly Bubich and Singer really. Oh yeah, Singer well, so. Singer is crushing. Yeah, Singer I mean, and, huge and Keller, Keller isn't to that level, but he's at least you don't dismiss him categorically anymore. I think I'd rather have Bubich going than Granky. So if I gave Bubich a two, I'm going to go one on Granky. I just I have him in a couple DCs where I'll probably have to start him, but I don't want to. Yeah, no, he had a nice outing last time, I believe. Um, I, I again have him in the zero range, so I'm going to go one because it's close enough to to the to the one range that, I, that we can go there. So I'm going to go one. Nice. Um, and then for the Dodgers, Julio Urias. Is that, a, is that an easy five for you? It is. It, it might. I'm going to say it's not as easy to five as it should be. I mean, five is a freaking five. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I, I guess maybe he hasn't – I mean, he's like my number five pitcher, and you like the matchups. I guess I just – I expected a little bit – I mean, he's fine – but I, I mean, as good as he was, I expected another another step, if you will. I mean, it can't be a big step, good as he was. And I know we're looking at his numbers. How can you say that? Two four nine ERA, point nine seven yeah. WHIP. Um, he still he hasn't fanned a batter in inning. He's it's, it's his strikeouts are under one in inning. And last year they were barely over. So I, I guess I kind of expected minimum for the strikeouts to uh, stay the same. And if not, go up a little. But then when you break it down to percentages, we're within variance. I mean, it's, it's, it's fundamentally the same. Yeah, you're right. that That's not a five-caliber strikeout rate. But I do, you know, at Milwaukee versus Miami at home, I uh, still five for me on. Yeah, for sure. Urias. And before we uh, move on for the rest of the two-star pitchers for next week, a real quick word from our friends at Caesars Sportsbook. The weather is heating up, and so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code ROTO15. It's R-O-T-O-1-5. The promo code gives new users a risk-free first bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com sportsbooks. Or download the Caesars Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 when signing up. I forgot to do that during the show last week, so I had to splice it in, which was a big pain in my rear end. So I'm glad I remembered to do it actually while we're talking today, Todd. Uh, no two-star pitchers for Miami, it looks like, because we're expecting uh, Rogers. Oh, yeah, Rogers. He's been so bad. Uh, Lazardo's back, too, and he's he had a Shouldn't jab. they? With, you know, we talked about Cabrera. Lopez is starting to hit a wall. Um, I know we want Alcantara to throw 500 innings, but shouldn't they go to six starters? Yeah, I think so. Because he got, you know, Braxton Garrett had a got blown up, but he's been okay, I guess. It just, I mean, uh, this, I mean, when one guy, Alcantara, you want to pitch every other day, and then the rest of your staff, you want to go every, you know, uh, have an extra day. I think it makes sense for a team that's not competing to do that. And I think they have to find a way to limit Pablo Lopez. I know they were talking about maybe trading him, but 
123 and two thirds innings. That's all already twenty more. Uh, well, twenty more than last year, and right ten more, ten plus more than his previous career high. So uh, twelve more. I guess I should say ten plus. But anyway, um, so no two star pitches for Miami, and then for Milwaukee, Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, they do have to face the Dodgers at home. Then it's at the Cubs. Uh, let me see how deep did Freddie go. Is I know he kind of had a short outing in his return. Yeah, so only three and two thirds on August third, but then five against Tampa Bay's last time out. So expected the reins to be pretty much off for Freddie, but uh, I still think it's best to keep expectations in check and probably give him a three for now. Yeah, I think that's where I am as well. Um, I think that's where I am for Peralta. Yeah, the Dodgers is obviously kind of scary. I have him in the two three range. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the three. And is Woodruff a five? Even though he's got to face the Dodgers, and he is for me. He may he may not be a top ten five, but he's a five. I've seen I've seen enough. Actually, he comes out at number nine. Uh, yeah, so um, I I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, five. Five. Yeah, I think I will too. I know he sure wasn't pitching like a five earlier this year, but it seems like I mean, would you say Woodruff's kind of figured it out? Right. I don't think he's still where he was last year at his peak, mm-hmm. but I, he's certainly a, 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 one of the better pitchers. Joe Ryan uh, for Minnesota uh, versus Kansas City, then versus Texas. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that for. Joe Ryan, not a five caliber though, but I'll give him a four. Hasn't been pitching all that well. Uh, you know, a little bit of home run issues. Um, I'm just at the, I'm you know, kind of jostling between three and four. I'll say, I'm going to say four, but he may come over the three with my rankings because he hasn't pitched well lately. I need Sonny Gray to make his layup against Kansas City at home next week. Come on, Sonny. Yeah, uh, Carlos Carrasco. He's been pitching really well. Um, you know, I actually thought he looked pretty good against the Reds. Our note said that he didn't. I don't know. I think I edited that because <laughs> I disagreed with you know him not looking very good. Uh, I thought he looked really good. Struck out nine against the Reds. Did have a little bit of a bump of the road in one of his final innings. But uh, uh, Carrasco quietly, at least quiet for me because I don't have him anywhere, a 1.69 ERA, 1.17 whip over his last uh, – Seven out. Yeah, and he's going fairly deep. Um, yeah. I I probably have him. I don't love the matchups at Atlanta and at Philly, so I think that's going to bring him as a three. Mm-hmm. But I can see someone going four, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, shut him down. Yeah, that's one where you could give a little bit of this recent value back, but uh, given what he's done, I got to give him at least a three. Taiwan Walker, he's ten and three, but. Uh, I think I'm going to go two because I just those matchups do scare me. Yeah, um, my computer hasn't quite frozen, but I can't I can't check out the matchups. What are the matchups uh, for Taiwan? Same for Cresco. So it's at Atlanta, then at Philly. So pretty tough. Um, he's pitching well. I'm going to go four for Taiwan. You're going to go four. Yeah, we are we are now back to being uh, off the cuff because I can't get to my. Uh, you know what? Oh, this I, I could be an idiot. I, my mouse, I think the batteries on my mouse have died. Mm. That's happened here <laughs> in the roto office. Every time or two. Yeah, that's all it was the batteries on my mouse. That's 
There you go. I should, but whatever. Yep, yep. Well, let's see. All right, out of curiosity, where does Carrasco actually land? Is for, or Walker? I'm sorry, Taiwan Walker. Um, yeah, I actually I have him in the ooh, I have him in the in the two range. I thought maybe that's mixed, probably what you meant. Maybe the oh, I meant uh, that's why I don't like to do them off the cuff. All right, I'm going to go two, and that was a right. That's fine. Uh, we appreciate you uh, your diligence finding that uh, <laughs> spreadsheet, getting that up. Garrett Cole and Nestor. Yeah, Nestor had a couple bumps in the road, but I think Nasty Nestor is back to being a five for me, honestly. I know he's fallen out of the uh, Cy Young discussion. I never really thought he was a yeah, I, Cy Young candidate, but I mean. I've got Cortez as a four. I mean, Cole five. Um, but, I mean, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, it just would be hard for me to see sitting him in any league. Oh, yeah, no, I'm um, absolutely starting him, right? Yeah. yeah. James Caprillion I picked up in the Derek Van Riper's Keeper League, so I'm kind of excited about that, especially because he's at Texas and versus Seattle. Seattle's not a, a team you love to face, but it is at home, the Coliseum. So I'm going to give Caprillion a two, but I kind of like him. I do as well. I'm in the one range. Uh, I need to check the innings, though, because I think he's been pitching more innings lately. And if I if I bump the innings up a little bit, uh, that'll help. I mean, and now Julio Rodriguez is back with the Mariners. Makes him that much more dangerous. And J.P. Sears talked about him being a pickup in the stake league and probably one of the few two-star pitchers that we've touched on that is, you know, widely available at Texas versus Seattle. Um, I think I'm going to go one because I think I'll have him a notch behind Caprillion, but I, I think I'll have him on a couple of lists as a backup contingent bid this weekend, J.P. Sears. I like him more than Caprillion, actually. Uh, yeah. But a lot of it is we don't know where it's, it's kind of dancing with the devil. I don't know. It's sort yeah. of the opposite. I think I just think he has a little bit more strikeout potential, but we haven't we don't have the pro numbers in to bring it down yet. We're still basing it off of uh, mostly off of minor league equivalencies. This year, he's only fanned eighteen and twenty seven and a third, but in the minor leagues, he's always fanned more than a batter an inning. So I think that's where the difference lies is that I don't have enough pro innings yet to lower the projected strikeout rate unless I override it myself, which I don't like doing after 27 innings. That's fair. I think sometimes in fantasy it's reasonable, and I've done it certainly. I mean, dance, dance with the devil you don't know. Yeah, he was – I mean, he was, as a reliever, um, getting, you know, one one strikeout inning. I'm looking – he had he fanned one against the A's – in five and two thirds. And, you know, that's kind of bringing the numbers down. They had one against the Astros in three innings and then three against here's where the angels strike out left and right. Uh, he only fanned three and five and a third. So this year he's not getting it done, but uh, based on history, uh, the numbers should come up. I do like, I'm going to go with a three for him. And he, he, I don't know where he lands as far as I, I add the NFBC rankings to my, uh, list now, I didn't pull those in, but I, as you kind of suggested, I'll bet he comes out as the, the highest ranked guy that's um, widely available in the high in the high stakes. 
I think I told James this, and maybe I've even told you, but uh, I actually watched one of his starts earlier this year when he was with the Yankees, and I was struck by the the small uh, stature of J.P. Sears. He's just not a tall guy. He's listed at 5'11", so that might be a generous. And we're each looking up at him, right? At 5'11", we're each looking up. That's how short, yeah, that's you know, whatever. But, but anyway. uh, I do just kind of worry about those guys as starters, uh, durability and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, maybe with those matchups, i got to roll the dice on J.P. Sears. And then Noah Syndergaard now with Philadelphia. He's at Cincinnati then versus the Mets. Just with this new baseline level of strikeouts, I just – I don't know if I can go any higher than three on Syndergaard really at any point, but this week especially. I have him as a one, but, oh, I mean, wow. maybe I go to up to a two. Uh, the, the, I mean, it, it, he just – it's it's the underlying metric. I mean, is I think he's outpitching his peripherals. I don't – I haven't mm-hmm. checked, but, you know, I, I base it off of metrics more than anything else, and it's, they're not very good, like you just said with the strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can run off them pretty pretty easily too. Now, who on Cincinnati will run? Anybody? Senzel, maybe. Uh, Barreros yeah. run a little bit. Yeah, but you get you get a guy on base. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the Mets, uh, maybe Naquin. I don't know. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Mets. But yeah, I always like to see who's 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 uh you know who, who am I going to use in DFS that night or you know whatever to get a couple of steals off of Syndergaard. Yeah, the Mets have uh, you know Starling Marte, Lindor, but I they're no done with some broadcast recently that yeah they don't run much at all. Uh, the Mets that's a, they that, have some speedsters. That's one of the you know sometimes the manager melds to the team, other times the manager has a way. And I don't I don't think I don't think Show Walter likes to run. Yeah, I think you're dead on there. Now Mitch Keller. I got to give him some respect with how, how he's been pitching lately. I still terrified with this guy, I mean, <laughs> the way his fastball's gotten crushed over the years. Uh, versus Boston versus Cincinnati, maybe that second one. If you're in like a daily moves league, uh, but for the two step, I'd still be really hesitant. Uh, a one, I think, for me. Yep, a one. Yeah, need to see a little more. Then uh, Musgrove, Joe Musgrove for San Diego. He's a five. But what about Sean Manaya? He's hit some bumps. Oh, in the gosh. Um, really I mean, he him. should be a five. Let's move on. But he's not. Yeah. Um, I, I, Miami I, versus Washington. I mean, I love the matchups. I'm going to give him a four. Maybe this is the maybe this is the make good week, right? Uh, but we we we've given we've given Brios and uh, various times Brios. Gilito, you mentioned Rogers. They've all gotten some fantasy venom at one point this year. Minaya deserved it just as much. But mm-hmm. he's kind of because of the timing of it, because he started out really well and then started to stink. It, it's not as apparent as the guys that start out terrible and then figure it out. Mm-hmm. But he's been terrible lately. Yeah, over his last 10 starts, he has a 648 ERA Minaya. So since so, June fourteenth, I mean, he's, he's a guy a that disaster. might be available in twelves. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm giving him a four because you got to right against Miami and against Washington. Uh, I'm not going that high, but all right, going, well, I'll go three. But I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> no, you've got to no. Um, <laughs> I'm I, just I, pushing I, back I, on the. You and got keep it. Keep in mind that I. I mean, and I tweeted about this too. Manaya to me was a solid SP three 
borderline SP2 coming into the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm starting from a higher baseline, which, uh, you know, which is still baked in and also adds to my frustration, but that's my own, per- you know, that's my problem, not yours, as they say. Well, you know, this, this will be a telling week for me. If you're right. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you're if right. You're, then this could be a, a really this nice is going to be his panacea. It's got to be his panacea. Luis Castillo. And speaking of, for those watching on YouTube, this is a uh, Luis Castillo all-star jersey I'm wearing. I knew full well that he would no longer be on the team when I ordered it, but it's the one to support him and the great years of Reds baseball he provided. He's a five. He's, I mean, Luis Castillo has blossomed into a legitimate ace, not just a, you know, front line type of starter. Well, right now, without, downloading all my stats and updating everything he's number one overall for me over garrett cole whether he stays there angels and oakland yeah yeah it's close enough that once i don't download recent starts etc it could flip but that i mean he's top three uh well he's top two because the other guys aren't going to catch up so it's here cole i mean that whatever i mean it's a five but that's how you know that's how good he is these matchups at la and at oakland Maybe we, I did this with uh, who was it with? Uh, was it Colette? Instead of grading Corbin Burns, we did an over under for strikeouts. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to do with Castillo against <laughs> those two offenses. You know, over under 19 and a half strikeouts, you know, or whatever it might be. <laughs> I was gonna say 15 and a half, just off yeah, the I'll top, take, but maybe it should be 19 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I may have been a little exaggerated, but, but uh, yeah, with, the Angels are a disaster, though. Right. And I don't, Oakland, don't even know how they strike out just as bad as they are. They and it, it's weird. I mean, even as recently as last season, they were one of the better contact teams. So anyway, mm-hmm. and they and they got rid of Justin Upton. Anyway, all right. Enough of that. Well, for San Francisco, Alex Cobb, who should have been at the game last night, the Fields of Dreams game. Ah. Uh, get it? But the Reds had uh, two farmers, so they were fine. Buck Farmer and Kyle Farmer. Um. Alex Cobb's, you know, he was disappointing early on, but the numbers are starting to improve. Take a look at what he's done. Well, basically, the, the outcomes are now commensurate with the skills. Yeah, he was, he's actually he was, been pretty good lately. He was unlucky early in the year, but he's, I mean, it wasn't like he was striking out 10 per nine. He was just, he was mm-hmm. relative to where he was. He was unlucky. Uh, he, has a, he has a game at Colorado, which I don't like. Um, which is going to hurt oh, him. Oh, yeah. But I think I got to bump down I for gotta, two. Yeah, I'm going to go two because of that Colorado game. But, you know, we, we talk about he's, you know, finally getting the numbers he deserves, keeping in mind that he didn't, he didn't deserve four or five. He just deserves better than what he was getting. And Jacob Junis had a give back game the yeah. other day and uh, yeah. looked more like the Jacob Junis we've come to know. Uh, so maybe the Giants don't have the you know magic touch, but uh, well, I think I still think Junis is okay the roster, but this week I'm only giving him a one. Colorado, um, mm. I think he may even get a zero. I think I'm going to go zero. But a, a hold for you though, or is he a drop? Yeah, he is at this time of the season, this time of the year, because you're you're only holding for six weeks or eight weeks. I think he is a a hold. And then Jose Quintana for St. Louis versus Colorado. So Rockies 
uh, in St. Louis. Then at Arizona, pretty nice matchups for Quintana. Another guy, though, that I can't really trust on like a mixed fantasy roster, just too volatile over the years. So I'm going to go two, maybe a deep league. Try to I mean, I'm looking at a four. And wow, it, really? a lot of that has just to do with St. Louis trust. Yeah. What I don't trust about Quintana, I do trust about St. Louis. And these matchups are kind of well, nice. Well, they don't got Bader back there in center anymore, but the defense still is great. Oh, Carlson and Newtbar are, are very good. Is Carlson good in center? Yeah, he's been playing very well in center, uh, yeah. I did pick up Newtbar for that uh, Colorado series, and that was pretty yep. nice. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, I know you've uh, praised him in the past. You know, to put words in, in, the, in the past. It's been, a, it's been a while, yes. In the uh, past. Zero, zero on your, Ryan Yarbrough. Zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second zero, you mean on Jeffrey Springs? No, I, actually, no. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'd actually yeah. consider Jeffrey Springs. No, zero, zero meant you zero, me zero. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I don't mind Springs. Now, yeah, he Springs had one of those classic, um, oh boy, I don't, this is going to be ugly type games. But then when you look an hour and a half later, all right, he gave up the same three runs, but he now pitched six and a third and fans seven. Uh, whatever it was. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I thought he was going to have a terrible game last time, but it worked out okay. I know it's at the Yankees. I don't love it, but I still have him for a three. Yeah, the at New York gives me a little pause, but Springs has been fantastic. I'm going to go two, but, uh, yeah, that versus KC at the end of the week uh, gives him some appeal. So Yeah, I think it's because it's the lefty. I, I just like the lefty against New York a little better, especially when Stanton's out and – um, what other another righty that's now out? I forget. I would look that up, but um, kind of power through these last few. Uh, Glenn Otto and Cole Reagans. I know Glenn Otto's got his said his uh, truthers over the years, but I couldn't. I guess versus Oakland at Minnesota, maybe, but I'm gonna go zero for both. No, yeah, I'm a zero. And then earlier in the show, you alluded to you being just done, hands off on Kikuchi. Uh, what I mean, I I would say explain yourself, but I, I don't even think you need to. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I've I been it. on. I mean, this is maybe Me this too. Is I've been an holding on reaction, but I mean, I I uh, I tweeted. You say Kikuchi, I say Nevermore. And uh, how come? Uh, and I get it. It's at this point, it's. The goodwill has run out on Kikuchi. How come this is just the way it is nowadays? And I'm about to get whatever. Um, when you when we when we pun a, a regular name, no one says anything. But because I made a pun on Kikuchi, I was called out for it. I wasn't making fun of the player or the anything other than making a pun on the name. And we make puns on a million names. Anyway, oh. there rant over. Well, I <laughs> even though I know better, I'm going to give Kikuchi a one. But um, um, it was a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give him a one, huh? You're still, you're still hanging on there. All right. Well, I know I'm okay. starting him in Stakely, <laughs> but All that's right. with the uh, lineup periods in that league. I'm only starting him for uh, home against Baltimore. Even then, pretty scary. But uh, I guess since I'm starting him in stake, I have to give him a one. Uh, Josiah Gray has been pitching pretty well. Um, does have to face San Diego to end the week, but San Diego, until recently, I mean, they were in a real rut offensively. Yeah. 
I'm going to give Josiah Gray a two, and then Patrick Corbin has been one of the worst starters in recent memory this year. He's a zero. Yeah, I was afraid you are going to say the Padres have been scuffling. Um, Gray, I've got him as a zero, but I'm kind of in my, you know, I, I would, th- I'm thinking too. So I need oh. to check the numbers. I'm going to give him a one for the record in the podcast, but where you write down the numbers of the grades, I write down the players that I want to double check before I post this, post the rankings. And so I put a little asterisk next to gray. Nice. Yeah. Circle back maybe. But we had kind of a light two-start starter week last week. We're back with a vengeance this week, man. 101 games, and there are a few. There are two doubleheaders. I have not checked to see how many, you know, makeup games there are from the schedule from the you know the lockout. But there are two doubleheaders on the uh, on the schedule. Last week, last week or this current week, there were only 91 games, and that was because it was running up from the All Star break to this week. Teams were at the maximum number of games they can play before the CBA, you know, rule comes in or whatever it is. So that's why there were a lot of off days this past week. It's kind of reset this week. Gotcha. That's kind of interesting. Good to know. Uh, so let's uh, recap our grades for the week of August 15th, 2022. Madison Bumgarner, I say two, Todd one. Merrill Kelly, I say three, Todd four. Kyle Wright for uh, Max Freed five, although extremely tentative with uh, his concussion issues on the concussion IL right now. Uh, Kyle Bradish zero, Dean Kramer zero, Nick Pavetta I say three, Todd two, Marcus Stroman I say two, Todd three, Mike Miner zero, Aaron Savali two, Kyle Freeland zero, Dylan Cease five, Johnny Cueto three, Drew Hutchison zero. Jose Urquidy, I say four, Todd three. Chris Bubich, I say two, Todd one. Zach Greinke, one. Freddie Peralta, three. Brandon Woodruff, five. Joe Ryan, four. Carlos Carrasco, three. Taiwan Walker, two. Garrett Cole, five. Nestor Cortez, I say five, Todd four. James Caprillian, I say two, Todd one. J.P. Sears, I say one, Todd three. Noah Syndergaard, I say three, Todd one. Mitch Keller, one. Joe Musgrove, five. Sean Manaya, I say three, Todd four. Luis Castillo, five. Alex Cobb, two. Jacob Junis, one, Todd zero on Junis. Uh, Jose Quintana, I say two, Todd four. Ryan Yarborough, zero. Jeffrey Springs, I say two, Todd three. Glenn Otto, zero. Cole Reagans, zero. Yusei Kikuchi, I say one. Todd, zero. Uh, Alec Manoa, five. Josiah Gray, I say two. Todd, one. And Patrick Corbin, zero. Whew. <laughs> oh, that's a lot, but uh, this is what we do. And we uh, hope you found this podcast productive and useful throughout the season. Let's finish strong. Bring home some titles. Anything else you want to mention uh, before we sign off today, Todd? I don't remember the time, but, yeah, you can check out Eric Halton and myself on MLB Network Radio tomorrow, as always, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and let's, uh, let's get it done. The, uh, you know, this is the grind. This is dog days. This is the grinding time. This is where you put in all the work and, you, you know, sometimes eh, this is where you're going to keep pushing forward and you're rewarded. 
you know, let's bring home some titles, keep your eye on the prize. And as other people, their attention starts getting pulled elsewhere, let's uh, keep our laser focus. All right, thanks for being with us. Hope you'll join us next Friday on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.